0: Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for this pretty evening and for a pretty church. We thank you, God, for the opportunity to be together tonight. And I pray as we look at a wonderful subject, God, from your word that our hearts will be open and tender and that we will hear, God, and that we will be moved by what we hear. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Good evening. Would you give Josh a hand for a wonderful job this evening leading us? Okay, do you have, we've got several things down front and I will explain these. Some of these you can get after church if you would like. We, if you do not have a notebook for the studies that we've been doing, we are basically, my ladies talked me into, we're gonna just continue with, uh, if you've got an old notebook, keep that. And we've got a new cover we can put in that, which is kind of generic for Wednesday nights. And we have binders where you could divide from the Equip series from last fall to the Theology of Life this spring to the Holy Spirit. You can get any of that after church. If you need the study notes for tonight, this will be important for what we're fixing to do. Raise your hand and let one of our highly trained specialists get you those notes like Justin and Brandon Raise your hands if you need any, if you need. Okay, well, I guess we did a good job on the front end. Okay. Barry Joyner, raise your hand. Barry is our Director of Missions in our Concord Union Association. Would you give Barry a hand? Barry, I love you. You're a great guy, and you're a a great guy to be giving our uh, Area Baptist a shot in the arm and sometimes a shot in the backside. We, uh, we appreciate you. We're going to be talking this fall and maybe for uh, a number of weeks. I don't know how long we'll, we will actually go, 12 to 14 weeks, on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is one of the, uh, I think, one of the greatest, obviously, things that we need, uh, beings we need to know about, but we know so little And that's what I want to begin with tonight, if you have your notes. We are beginning this study. The Holy Spirit is the most misunderstood and ignored being of the Godhead. Most misunderstood and ignored being of the Godhead. How many of you would agree with that? You hadn't been in a Baptist church very long if you don't agree with that. Some other denominations do a better job emphasizing the Holy Spirit than we do. I think, I think there's a, a number of reasons for that. I think one is, is that the Holy Spirit is a little confusing, as we're going to see. And he's a little scary because if people get filled with the Spirit, they may do something that would scare us, Right? But we want that, don't we? Because without the Holy Spirit, you have nothing. It's the most misunderstood and ignored. So we're going to try. Tonight, we're going to introduce it. And then over the next weeks, we're going to talk about more about who the Holy Spirit is, what he does, about the gifts of the Spirit, when do you get the Holy Spirit next week, a lot of things that are really, really important, not only just theology, but practical things for our life. Here's a first question for you. Is he a ghost? Is he a ghost? How many of you have heard the term the Holy Ghost? Some of you need to get the Holy Ghost. Amen? He needs to get you. Some translations of the Bible call him the Holy Ghost. And this is not necessarily a bad translation. It's just confusing. Say amen if you agree with that. When I was growing up, and I've shared this with you before, that scared me. I had older sisters and older cousins who reveled in scaring little brother. And so ghost stories and haunted houses and those things were were terrifying. And so when I'd hear the word the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, I thought of one of two things. I thought of something scary, or I thought of Casper, and Casper was friendly, but Casper's not really exactly who you want indwelling you in your church. Would you agree with that? So it's a little bit scary. In John 14, verse 16 through 18, it says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be in you. Boy, this is, our, this is our main text tonight, and this is such a key. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. The Holy Spirit is the best way to understand the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost is fine if that's your vernacular. I'm not sure it fits quite as well today when you're communicating with people who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. Here's another question. Is the Holy Spirit an it? Or is the Holy Spirit a personal being? Now, what do I mean by that? Is the Holy Spirit an it? I want to read to you. One verse, one is in the King James, and the other is in the English Standard Version. It's Romans 8, 26. This is the King James. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession. Now, if you read this in any other English translation, let's go to ESV. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us. The King James is a great translation of the Bible, but the Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is not an impersonal object. If someone asked me tonight, is Cindy here? And if I told you it's in the worship center, how many of you would think that was odd? (laughs) She probably would too, would be my guess. The Holy Spirit is a personal being. The Holy Spirit is a personal being. Men, don't refer to your wife or your girlfriend if you want the relationship to go further as an it, correct? The Holy Spirit is a personal being. The Bible, here's another thing that makes it confusing. The Bible also uses a lot of symbolism in regards to the Holy Spirit, a lot of symbolisms. The Bible uses the term fire, oil, water, and a dove in describing the Holy Spirit and his work. So when you, when you put in there that they're good translations of the Bible that have, in places refer to the Holy Spirit as it, that's that it's a little confusing. The Holy Ghost is, is not confusing probably to many of us, but, but it is confusing to people who don't know. And then the symbolism of fire, oil, water. This is a true story. A lady from another country who had not grown up around Christianity, the church, the Bible, those things at all. She comes to America. She's hearing the stories about the, the Godhead and about the Holy Spirit. And she referred to the Holy Spirit as or the Godhead as the Father and the Son and the Holy Bird. Because the Holy Spirit descended on Jesus as a, like a, what? So you don't know your Bibles as well as that lady does. The Holy, the Holy Bird, he's not the Holy Bird. The Holy Spirit, if you get nothing else tonight, the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. John 14, 6. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Now, another, this is very important in your notes. Another means numerically, but of the same kind. Did you get that? It means another, but of the same kind. In Genesis 1, 2, in Genesis 1, 2, the earth was out without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the spirit of who? God. It takes two verses in the Bible for the Holy Spirit to show up. Isn't that neat? And, and we don't talk about him enough in Baptist churches. It took Two verses, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and then the second verse of the Bible, the Holy Spirit shows up. In Genesis 126, I think this gives us a great picture of the Trinity. Let us make man in our own image. God said, let us make man in our own image. Who was God talking to there? A monkey? Help me with some humor. Come on. No, evolutionist, he wasn't. He wasn't talking about, hey, monkey, let's make a man in our image. He was talking to the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's make man in the image of who? The image of God. You got, I've been out two weeks and I'm losing you. Come on, guys, help a brother out. Deuteronomy 6, 4. Now, this is where it's important. This is where you get in trouble. Some people do. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. How many of you believe we have one God? We have one God. Okay. Well, we've already talked about Jesus tonight. We've talked about the Holy Spirit. Now we've got one God. How does this all play out? Well, Matthew 28, 19. Matthew 28, 19. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of who? Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians thirteen fourteen is a great passage. We don't have that one? We don't have that one. Let's see how good the pastor is at Bible drill. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let me read that again. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. This is the Trinity. This is the Trinity. Now, folks, this is a quote I'm fixing to share with you from our Baptist faith and message, but it's very important. We have one living and true God. We have one God. We don't have four gods or three gods. We have one God who, being one in essence, exists eternally in three distinct persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. How many of you does that make sense to? I'm not even going to look because it doesn't to me. But I believe what the Bible says. We have one God who's made himself known to us in three ways. One in essence exists eternally in three distinct persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I would stop and ask for questions, but I'm afraid of what you might ask right now. Brandon, how afraid are you of giving out your number for people to text questions to tonight? Very afraid? How about your email address? It's on the website, brother. <laughs> okay. Well, we talked about the questions. You remember? I'm gone for two weeks, and my staff's gone crazy, too, just like my church. Sunday's going to be a bad day for you guys. I'm going to put it on you hard. The Holy Spirit is God with us today. Say that with me. The Holy Spirit is God with us today. How many of you, that one statement alone makes the Holy Spirit super significant? Amen. Let's look at a couple of things real quick that the Holy Spirit does, what he's doing today. He's trying to convict and reach the lost world. He's trying to convict and reach the lost world. John 16, verse 8 through 10. And when he comes, the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. One of the roles of the Holy Spirit right now, one of the roles of the Holy Spirit Sunday morning, one of the roles of the Holy Spirit when you're witnessing to people, I can't convict you. I need to be passionate in, in pressing Christ to you, but the Holy Spirit is the one that convicts you. You got to give into that conviction, but the Holy Spirit convicts you. Here's a, a great thing. He's not just trying to reach the lost world. He is here for us Christians and for the church. The Holy Spirit is God here with you and me. The Holy Spirit is God here for our church. He is God with us. Man, I love that. He is God with us. In the passage that we're looking at in John 14, let me give you the context. Jesus, I believe it's in John, starting in John 12, John 12, John 13, it, it's, the, it's the, the last night. John 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, until he gets arrested in 18. All that is the last night. Have you ever thought about that in the Gospel of John? That much is dedicated to that. And Jesus is telling these guys that are his best friends that he's walked with, he's telling them, I'm leaving. Would that, would that have broken your heart? No, it wouldn't. Yes, it would have. I mean, this is, you have come to realize this is the Son of God. And you know what? It would have been a pretty cool thing to have been able to reach out and touch him, wouldn't it? And to be able to go ask him anything you needed to ask. Jesus, how many calories does this have? Oh, you're kidding. Jesus, don't lie to me. There's no way. Uh, To seek his direction, to seek his comfort, you had him. Now he's saying, I'm going to die I'm going to come back to life, but I'm going to die and I'm going to leave you. But he lets them know this I am God with you. John 14, 16. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Leave that there, Jamie, for just a second. The word helper is a Greek word paraclete, it means an advocate. Another helper, remember another, Jesus was saying, I'm going to leave someone to help you who is identical to me. See Jesus, see the Father. See Jesus, know who the Holy Spirit is. Did you get that? What is God like? It's not mean Old Testament God and sweet Jesus. You see Jesus, you see the Father. To see Jesus, this is to know who the Holy Spirit is. Jesus said, I'm going to leave, someone's going to come to you who is identical to to me. Verse 18, I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Wow, Jesus, you're going to leave us. Jesus said, wait a second, guys, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going away, but I'm going to send someone exactly like me to be with you. If you're taking notes, and now you have this, this is a message for them and it's a message for me. See that little blank there? I wanted to make that personal. It's a message for you. It's a message for me. You feel alone tonight, you you feel like that orphan or abandoned or where are your friends, where's God? God is with you, the Holy Spirit is with you. He is our encourager. He is our encourager, In verse 16 of this passage. And I will ask the Father, he will give you another helper. One concept of that paraclete or that helper is an encourager. How many of you need some encouragement from time to time? God says, I'm going to leave somebody who's identical to me, who's going to help you and who's going to encourage you he is God in us we're going to spend a whole session talking about this in verse 17 this is so subtle and easy to miss and I guarantee the guys missed it that night they were probably texting or something even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him you know him for he dwells with you how many of you like the idea God is with you This is even better, and he will be in you. How many of you tonight profess to be Christ followers? I want you to pat yourself right here and say this, God lives in me. Wow. Wow. Let that sit in for a minute. Not only is God with you, we're going to see next week when this happens. If you're a Christ father, God is in you. So that's one of the reasons we meet once a week, twice a week as Christians and as a body because something supernatural happens when enough people who have God in them get together and praise God and pray together and preach and teach, supernatural things happen. There's a whole lot of God in the room when you get a bunch of Christians in the room, amen? I know a lot of us have him quenched up in our big toe, but he's still there, isn't he? He's God in us. I love this. He is our guide. He is our guide. How many of you need some guidance from time to time? Only the humble and the honest. John 16, 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Wow. He gave us the Bible. He's never going to contradict this. But a lot of things specifically in our lives the Bible doesn't address. And the Holy Spirit wants to guide us. Isn't that wonderful? Wants to guide us. He's our God. He is our power source. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, let me give you the context. Jamie, leave that there. Jesus is fixing to go back up to heaven. I mean like quickly. And the guys are wanting to know when he's coming back and going to restore everything. In other words, I'm going to put it in our terms, they're wanting to talk about and argue about the end of times. (laughs) Have things changed in 2,000 years? No. Sadly, we'd rather argue about the end of times than we would rather go share Jesus with people. Sorry. But Jesus says, that's not for you to worry about. I'm coming back. Your job is to be ready and get other people ready. But here's what he tells them. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. How many of you have a self-propelled push lawnmower? You got to be kidding me. How many of you know what a lawnmower is? <laughs> Brenda, raise your hand. How many of you have, uh, have ever used a lawnmower, a push mower that wasn't self-propelled? Brutal. How many of you ever used a one that has a self-propulsion? I've used both. I've used self-propulsions that didn't work. And they're normally heavier and worse. And a lot of us, we're going through life and we're pushing uphill in our own power. But man, at least my lawnmower, when you pull that little thing back and it prepares, you still got to guide it and push it. But man, the power is supernatural. See, some of you are struggling because you don't have the Holy Spirit. You don't belong to Christ or you have him. Bottled up in your big toe, you're doing life in your own power. Listen, one of the things the Holy Spirit came to do was empower us to live victorious lives, to be a great witness for for the the name of Jesus throughout the world. I saw a a picture one time of a little boy pushing a mower, but standing behind him, walking behind him, was his dad. And the little boy probably really thought he was doing the mowing, but the daddy was doing the pushing. All the boy was doing was holding on. Listen, that's the Holy Spirit. You grab a hold to the mower, and you let the Holy Spirit stand beside you and end you, and you you let him be your power. The Holy Spirit's our power. I'm going to wrap this up and just say this. The Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God, and the Holy Spirit is God. If you would, just for the fun of it, say this with me. The Holy Spirit is God in me. If you leave with nothing else this evening... I hope you'll leave with this. If you're a Christ follower, everywhere you go, God's not only with you, but he's in you. Man, find some help in that. If you're a Christian tonight, unquench him and let him loose in your life. If you're not a Christian this evening, give your life to Jesus. Jesus. The Holy Spirit's knocking on your heart if you're listening. He wants to come in to save you, to seal you, to clean you up, and to point you on an eternal ride forever.